I'm Michelle Jr. and you're listening to episode three of Coffee with Michelle. seven types of prayers that we pray. I hope that was helpful to you to better understand the importance it is for us to have diversity in our prayer life. So as Christians, it is vital to have an ongoing communication with God. As in any relationship, communication is a two-way street. You talk, you listen, you talk, you listen. It's kind of a back and forth. So last week I talked about prayer being the talking part of our communication with God. And today I want to talk about the listening. So how do we listen to God? When we're needing answers, when we're searching for direction or clarity on something, or just needing encouragement and hope, how do we hear God's voice? So throughout the Bible, God spoke audibly to people. And I firmly believe that he still speaks audibly to some today. He is God. He can do that if he chooses. But he doesn't speak to me that way in an audible voice. Well, let me clarify that. He has spoken to me through other people. He speaks to me through my children through their audible voices, and through my husband and friends, and sometimes even perfect strangers. And a couple of times in my life, he's awakened me from my sleep in the middle of the night with a clear, audible voice. I've sat up in my bed with my heart pounding, looking around, thinking, is there somebody in my room? I look over, my husband's snoring away. It wasn't him. So I'm like, who was that? But that's for another episode. He does speak to me throughout the day in his still, small, inaudible voice known as the Holy Spirit. But again, that voice is inaudible. So how do I hear God's voice? How do I listen to God? We listen to God by reading and studying his written word. God spoke throughout the 66 books of the Bible. He spoke to every kind of situation, relationship issues, parenting issues, finances, forgiveness, anger, greed, love, hope, maturity, laziness, wisdom, jealousy, drinking, fighting, marriage, leadership, you name it. It's in there. Some form of whatever you're struggling with or needing advice on or direction on, it is in the Bible. Years ago, I remember seeing a bumper sticker that read, the Bible is the instruction manual for life. How true is that? <laughs> in 2 Timothy three sixteen seventeen, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, which is teaching, for reproof, 
which is pointing out or exposing our sin for correction, not only exposing our sin, but providing solutions for instruction in righteousness. That means for training and application that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. When we take time to read the Bible, we learn what is true. We learn what is wrong. We learn how to correct the wrongs and finally how to apply the truth of the Bible to our lives. If you wanted to read the Bible in one year, it would take on average of about 15 minutes a day, depending on how fast or how slow of a reader you are. I happen to be a slow reader and I have a tendency to reread when I'm reading because something will stand out to me and I want to read it again or I highlight and write notes or I'll reread it because I'm lost and I have no idea what I'm reading or I get distracted and and I just need to reread to grasp where I'm at. So that being said, I'm not a fan of just reading the Bible to get through it because then we miss the whole point. It becomes a chore or a checkoff, and that's not what God intended his word to be. We read the Bible with the purpose of drawing near to God to hear his voice. So we want to read the Bible with understanding. Yes, there are difficult parts in the Bible to understand and to grasp, and we just pick out verses here and there, and we don't really have an understanding of the big picture of the Bible. So for that purpose, I always encourage people to find a plan that has you reading through the entire Bible from beginning to end. And it doesn't have to be a one-year plan. It can be a three-year or a five-year plan. But if you've never read through the Bible from beginning to end, I encourage you to start doing that today. I got saved in a little Baptist church. And the day I got saved, my pastor handed me a hardcover, gold-stamped church Bible from one of the pews. And he handed it to me, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, young lady, read this book. It will change your life. I went home that day from church at the age of 16, and I start reading from page one. And over the next several months, I read it from cover to cover. And you know what? He was right. It began to change my life. The questions that I had that no one could answer, God, through his word, began to answer them one by one. And that was over 30 years ago. And for the most part, I usually suggest to new believers to read through one of the gospels. But as I look back, I am so thankful that my pastor that day didn't tell me to start with John or Matthew or Luke. He just handed me the Bible. So when I went home that day, I picked it up like you would any other book. And I started reading from the beginning. And today I'm convinced that that is why I have a great love for his word, because I have a better understanding of it. I love puzzles. 
So when I put together a puzzle, I always like to put together the outside pieces so that I have a framework to work within. It helps me to visualize kind of where I'm going. I like to have boundaries so that I have a frame of reference. But it never fails. When I attempt to do a puzzle with my kids, especially my younger kids, they immediately start looking for pieces that match. They try to force pieces together and they don't go together. They get frustrated. So mom steps in and reminds them that if you look for all the straight edges and put those pieces together first, it will be much easier. Do they ever listen? No, but my older kids do because now they have a few 1,000 piece puzzles under their belt and they have an understanding of the benefit of the process. It just makes it easier to get the outside edges done first. And not only having the framework done, but also propping up the box with the picture on it of what it should look like when you are done. That helps too. So That's what reading the Bible through does for us. It gives us a framework so that when we do go to study a book of the Bible or a topic or a chapter or some verses, we're able to better read and understand that portion in the context of the entire framework of the Bible. If you've never read through the entire Bible, I want to encourage you again, start today. People ask me all the time, what plan do you use, Michelle? What Bible do you read? When do you read? And those are all good questions, and I'll answer those in a few moments. But most importantly, you've got to make a commitment to it. Set aside a time to read, a time to reflect. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. Reading through the Bible starts with a commitment. Yes, there are going to be days that you miss and you'll have to play catch up, but that's life. You pick up where you left off and don't trip. Just keep moving and keep pushing forward. For the most part of my life, I've done my Bible reading between 4 and 5 a.m. because that just happens to be the time that works best for me as a mom, as a homeschooling mom of young kids. But over the years, I've had to be flexible, especially when we've we've adopted children and brought home a new baby and I haven't slept through the night and sometimes 4 a.m. needs to be a sleeping hour. (laughs) So it just, I've got to be flexible. But for the most part, that's usually a good time for me. Um, But I've learned, and I've learned over the years that Early is better for me and my sanity because as soon as the kids wake up and the day starts going and I haven't gotten his word into my spirit and my soul, I'm not a very good person. So I got to get God's word into me so that it comes out of me throughout the day. I've always had a reading chair in my house somewhere. It's the place where I keep my Bible and a notebook and some pens and highlighters. It's a space that I've created just for reading. It's my reading chair. And let me say this. I don't, I don't just read in the early morning hours while my kids are asleep. I also read throughout the day here and there because I want my kids to see me reading God's word. 
I don't want them to just hear me talking about it or telling them the Bible says this. No, I want my kids to see me in his word throughout the day. So what plan do I use? In my early 20s, I used to use the Our Daily Bread reading plan. And I'm not talking about just reading the little devotional part that most people read and neglect the Bible portion. If you have the Daily Bread or you use their app, it actually has on the page a read through the Bible in a year portion that you can either that you can click on on the app or or turn to in your Bible and it you follow along and you use that for the entire year it's laid out for you so for years I use that and it's still a great tool it's free and I love free and um, it still can be found at odb.org if you want to download the app or um or just, or if you want to order a hard copy, they'll send you a free one every month. It's great. It's a great resource. I haven't used it for years, but I did in my early part of my walk. It was wonderful. And I still um, get one and I'll still have it in the house somewhere if I just want to pick it up and read it. But I don't usually use that for my primary reading through the Bible in a year, but I'll use it as an encouragement to my heart throughout the day or um, whatever. So it's still a great tool. For the most part of my life, I've used the Daily Walk Bible put out by Tyndale and Walk Through the Bible Ministries. In my 20s, I was out yard sailing one Saturday morning, something that I love to do and I miss doing through these pandemic days. I happened to um, come across this yard sale that looked more like an estate sale. And then I found out that the woman's who was having the yard sale, her mom had passed away and that she was getting rid of all her books. Well, I was in heaven because I'm a book lover and, but I only had $5 with me. So that must have been the Lord protecting me from buying everything that she had on her lawn. As I began to rummage through the stacks and stacks of books, I came across a leather bound copy of the Daily Walk Bible. Well, I had never heard of this Bible before, and I thought it looked interesting as I just thumbed through it really quick. I thought, oh, this is good. And it was in pristine condition. So I bought it for $2. And I also bought a shoebox of daily breads organized by the month and years dating back into the 60s. I was so excited. The lady selling the little, the shoebox of little books had no idea what they were. She said she almost threw them in the trash earlier that morning, stating that her mom collected so much junk. Well, these weren't junk, I told her. And she said, well, you can have them, just take them, get them, just, I'm just get rid of them. I don't need them. I picked up a few more of her books and I handed her my $5 and I went home with my new treasures. I love yard selling and thrift store shopping, but that's another episode. So I got home that day and the next morning I opened up my new Bible and I noticed that this Bible was dated. So I turned to the day and I saw that each day is 
completely laid out for you. Like when I say complete, it tells you what chapters to read. It gives you a brief overview of what you're going to read, explaining what you're going to read. And it also includes a short devotional for the day and a scripture to memorize if you're wanting to do that. So it is just laid out. Now, since then, I've purchased many daily Bibles and reading plans. But this one, this walk through the Bible, um, daily walk Bible has been by far has been my favorite go to each day because it's simplifies the reading and it keeps me on track. It's laid out. I've purchased many, many copies of this particular Bible for people over the years because it's that good. It's just simple. It's sold on Amazon, I think for like $15. And um, I've bought a bunch of used copies on eBay. And so anytime I see them at thrift stores, I pick them up. I don't see them too much anymore. I used to more um, than I do now because there's so much stuff out there now. But I'll, I'll pick them up and I just give them away to people. I just, I really, really like the format of this Bible. I'll put the um, link in the show notes for you so that you can take a look at it on Amazon if you want. I normally do my studying and reading using the New King James, and that's just been my preference over the years. I think that's because that's what I started with, and it's just been close to my heart, and it's it's familiar to me. But this Daily Walk Bible only comes in the NIV the NLT, and I think the Old King James. I have it in the NIV, and it's great for reading. I have probably gone through it, this Daily Walk Bible, at least 20 times over the last 20 years. So like I said, I've used other reading plans, but this one has been by far my favorite because it's simple. But (laughs) recently, I came across a podcast that caught my attention, and it's called The Bible Recap. It also has a one year through the Bible reading plan. It uses the U version through the Bible reading plan. And then it also has that um, five to 10 minute podcast recapping what you read for the day. So for the past few weeks, I decided to give it a try and I really like it. So I'm not saying I'm going to completely abandon my favorite daily walk Bible because I may go back to that at some point. But for now, I'm going to give this new reading plan a shot and um, and I'd like to do it with some people. So I'm going to put the link to um, the reading plan in the show notes for you if you'd like to join me during this COVID-19 pandemic, isolation, madness. Um, This reading plan has been refreshing to my soul. I know so many people right now that have been experiencing just a low-grade depression, which is completely understandable. And when we talk, you know, my question is always, have you been reading the word? And I know Most people don't read their Bibles on a regular basis. And if they do, it's not consistent. But especially in times like this, I can't think of a better way to spend my time or start my day, but in his word. You've probably heard statistics that um, less than 5% of Christians read the Bible on a daily basis. And it's no wonder that we struggle so much as a body 
as a church, as believers, we're, we're good at talking and we're good at praying, but we don't take time to listen to God by spending time in his word. So I want to challenge you to make a commitment today. Find a plan that works for you, whether it's picking up a daily Bible or just using the Bible that you have right now and following along with the daily plan. Find one that works for you and begin reading through God's word. I think it was Howard Hendricks that once said, it's not about getting through the Bible. It's about the Bible getting through you. Making a commitment, finding a plan and sticking to it. Finding accountability is also another great thing. Finding a friend to do it with. I've enjoyed this Bible recap plan so much that I'm actually going to start over this coming Monday, which is May 25th. And I'm going to put the link to my version plan in the show notes. So if you would like to join me in the reading group, let's go through the Bible together. I encourage you to join the group, especially if you've never read through the Bible. I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited to do it with you. So let's do it together. Let's grow together. Let's learn together. Let's go through this Bible recap plan together. And um, each day we'll just read together for the next year. And you can actually chime in and write notes and share your thoughts at the end of each reading day. So I'm excited. Let's do this together. So thank you for listening today and a special thanks. I just want to give a shout out (laughs) to the handful of listeners that I've had these last couple of weeks that have left a review on Apple podcasts. I just want to tell you, thank you. This is all new to me. And I tell you, I started doing this afraid because I literally don't have any idea what I'm doing, but I just, I knew I was supposed to do it. So I said, God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me do this because I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do, I'm going to be obedient to you. So thank you for the reviews. And you know, when I saw those reviews, I was like, Hey, somebody's listening. (laughs) So thank you for encouraging my heart. So don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends and keep the reviews coming. If this podcast has encouraged you or challenged you in any way, please leave a review. I'd love to read those. And I think that I'm I'm told that the reviews help um, other listeners find the podcast. So God bless you. And we'll talk soon. (music) 